Garage fam to the second episode ever of Garage Talk. Uh, we're joined today with uh, one of our day one guys. Uh, he is on the pit crew for Martin Truex Jr. at Joe Gibbs Racing, Mr. Hunter Masling. Hunter, you made it. I'm here, man. Back again. <laughs> Dude, Dude we're uh, back for another time. To, to an honor. Yeah, man. No, we're pumped. Dude, you've been you've been on Garage Guys now twice. I think. Yeah, it's the third time. Third time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Moving right it, along, man. It was only fitting that we got you here for for this new this new show, this new thing that we're doing now. And um also it's a beautiful thing because you are now working with Martin Trix Jr. I've ever since I've known you, you've been working with Penske. So it's like it just so happens you're working with Martin Truex and and he wins the race. Yeah. Got the dub this weekend. Yeah, it's big dubs. Chase, can we make like Hunter? Can we just call him a garage guy favorite at this point and like put him yeah. in like the you know how you do the bullet points of like the the main takeaways from the episode? Let's put garage guy's favorite Hunter Massling. Garage guy's favorite Hunter Massling. Adderisks. We'll put adderisks <laughs> on there. It <laughs> rolls right off the tongue. It does. Um, let's just go ahead and jump right into it, man. Um, Drew Brees retired. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, surprise. I found that out Sunday when we were getting on the airplane. You know, and I was like, oh, wow, he's he really hung it up, you know, and I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but it's definitely going to be different not seeing him wearing number nine out there on the field. And I don't think the Saints have ever really retired anyone's jerseys, but I think this would be a good one to start with. If you're asking me for my opinion. Are you team Jameis or team Taysom? Ooh, team out to lunch on either one of those. <laughs> oh, um, so. I think they're both great. I think they're both good athletes. I think they both have potential. Uh, one of them we've seen a little bit more than the other. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting offseason for the Saints fans. Yeah, for sure. And if, and if you guys are watching can't tell, he's got an LSU hat on. So, Hunter and I Hunter and I connected, like, uh, at Talladega, I think it was 2019. Was it the October yep. race? Yep, yeah. fall race. Yeah, football's so on TV. Football was there on television during the rain delay. Exactly. So I'm I'm there and like I'm over around. Uh, you were with Brad Keselowski at the time. You were uh, working on his crew, and so yeah, we're watching. I think it was Jacksonville Jaguars against the Saints. We start chatting. Found out he was a Louisiana native as well. So that's literally like we've talked about that before on here. But that's literally how this got started for some of you people that are new uh, and and to our content. But uh, yeah, and it's just been uh, Golden Roads and and just talking talking uh joe burrow and uh and, and talking about the good old uh the good old days of the saints aaron brooks our favorite quarterback ever right <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah he was um he was something all right that's for sure yeah big he had a lot of moments he had a lot of sparky moments but you know when the battle was bad it was bad yeah sparks can be uh, bad too at times they can cause fires um yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's that yeah, but uh, but no, it's uh, I think it's gonna be gonna be good. I think we all knew he was gonna retire, but I couldn't I couldn't go into this episode without even bringing that up a little bit. We gotta talk we gotta talk a little bit of Louisiana football, uh, when we get the chance to. But yeah, great career for Drew Brees, and we are gonna miss you. 
And that's that. We move forward. We didn't get Matt Stafford, so we'll try again at some other time. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll see if they're going to mold one and two we got or if they're going to try and make a splash in free agency. We'll or I'm going to go with Crab. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to choose him. Give, give him a shot, and if it doesn't work out, you just say you tried, right? And if it does work out, then great. You know, so. I think the Saints should make a move for Sam Darnold. I know we're not going to do a football episode, but I think that'd be kind of cool. Honestly, he hadn't had a he hadn't had a real shot with the real roster. No, yeah, he's had a tough break over there with the Jets, I believe. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a it'll be an interesting all season to keep up. I usually don't tend to keep up with too much all season stuff NFL. But I was like, well, I might pay attention a little bit to the Saints do this year, and because I know they play well a lot of good players, and you know, it'd be interesting to see how they build going on forward now that they since you know Drew Brees retired and they let go Thomas Morstead there's zero players now that were on the 2009 roster or in that building that's crazy (laughs) yep end of an era for sure man um but let's go let's move into new eras new beginnings so first year uh with Joe Gibbs let's just start off at the race um at Phoenix we started this race off uh, (laughs) I don't think any of us had Truex picked to win this thing and I think it's just – it was more to do with the fact that, like, there's been so much weirdness this season. Like, McDowell winning, and then you had uh, you had uh, Christopher Bell on the road course, and then you had William Byron, and then Kyle Larson. So, it's like – these are, like, four drivers we haven't really, like, seen, like, do this kind of stuff. They're You know, Chris is a rookie uh, – not a rookie, but he's new to Gibbs. And um, and then Michael McDowell's first race ever. Like, it's just one of those those years. And, like – it almost seems like it's scripted because like they, they said best year ever. And it's just like wildness is going down, but uh, we finally got like the energy back. Right. When Truex got this win. Cause I did feel like Gibbs was going to pull through. I just had more, my energy focused towards Denny. thought Denny was going to be able to really scrape this one out. But dude, it's like when you started out, I think he was, uh, you'll, you'll be able to feed more into this. He was a little bit tight, but then after those adjustments, dude, he just, dude, Truex took off. So you guys went to work and y'all made that, that shit happen. It would be straight up. So walk us through that race. Yeah, it was definitely the up and down day and down being first. Um, you know, start out the race, car's decent, then got into the wall a little bit, had some damage and you know, these cars, everything has to be dialed into 100, everything to work good, you know, body, chassis, pit crew, everyone has to be in one. And you throw one of those things out and it can really throw a wrench in your day. And that happened to us early. Got into the wall. He said, he's like, man, scrape the wall. My car's really went to explic, explic word, <laughs> you know. And um, But, you know, we stayed after it. And crew chief James Small, he – he said, don't worry, we got a plan to fix it in his Australian accent, by the way. Um, he's like, we're going to fix it, no problem. You know, we got a plan. Second pit stop day, took our time. You know, we, we knew we weren't going to get back where we wanted to be if we didn't take time to fix it. Lost a little track position. And all of a sudden, the car came to life. And, you know, we uh, – Martin drove back up into the top five. And we all kind of looked at each other, you know, pit crew, mechanics. We're like, okay, it's – time for us to go to work now. Like we're back in this thing and, you know, it wasn't just going to be a wash of a day and, um, you know, just execution the rest of the day was key. And, you know, the second to last pit stop kind of had a little fumble on my tar- part, getting a tire wedge in the fender. Then last stop kept them on the front row, kind of redeemed, you know, myself and myself, the team a little bit, got him back out on the front row and just let Martin do the rest. You know, you, that's a goal as a pit crew is, you know, you get down to those last stops of the race, give your driver the best chance he can to win. 
uh, especially just, you know, how hard it's become to pass on the racetrack these past couple of years with all the cars being so close and, you know, 20 to go if, you know, yes, we've had the better car all day leading up to that, but, you know, if we bomb a pit stop in the last stop of race and he has to restart fourth or fifth, you know, you don't have enough time to get back up there. So it's important for everyone to do their job. Martin did his job, drove his butt off, getting back up through the field and there in the last stop of race, kept him on the front and he was able to do the rest from there. That's good stuff. Hey, that's an awesome recap. And um, I want to follow up, Hunter, with like a very particular question. Just to give like the garage fam an insight into what you do and what teams do, I think this question will really hit home with those guys that are new to our content and even old to our content. I think it was, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was the second to last caution, Hunter. Um, you guys were up front and Logano and Keselowski jumped ahead of you guys. And the question I have for you is when something like that happens, do you guys like in that instance, were they just a little bit better on their stop or do you point to like one specific thing after and you say, that's where we made a mistake that cost us a half a second. Yeah, no. And then in this particular instance, it was, you know, those two teams, you name very good pit crews. Um, so they, you know, did their stop, no mistake. We were halfway through our stop, no mistake, come through, you know, I'm front tire changer, come around to the front, hit all my lugs and go to pull my tire and just, catch the fender on the way out targets, you know, knocks our rhythm off. And yeah, it was, you know, a loss of a half a second, but when that other team doesn't make that mistake, you know, that half a second, it shows you just how much it is. And, you know, the past five, six years, even maybe a little bit more on pit road, like your top 15 cars running on the racetrack, even top 20, if you will, they're all good pickers. You know, everyone's there for a reason. We're all professionals. And, when you, the closer you get to the front, just the more mistakes get put under magnifying glass. And, you know, it's, yeah, everyone can have fast pit stops. Everyone can do these, but when it gets down to the end, it's like, okay, who's not going to make that crucial mistake. And I am really glad we had another pit stop after that personally, <laughs> because, you know, we got done with that stop and I'm mad at myself, you know, I'm shaking my head. I'll walk it off pace behind the box. And, you know, your teammates are like, Oh man, you know, don't worry about it. We'll get another one. Sure enough. We did you know, in second, out second. Like, yes, you'd like to come in second, go out first. But once again, you know, kudos to those guys on 22. They had a good stop, kept him out front. So we kept him on the front row. You know, we had a good pit stop as well. And just it gave Martin a chance to do what he did on that last restart. Yeah, dude. And, and we say it all the time. And we tell people all the time, like, pit, pit crew members are athletes. You don't believe it. You're fucking up. And I, I can say bad words here. So, you know, uh, like it's, it's the truth. Like, and you know, I, I never realized until I got out there and, and see, you know, I was able to see exactly like what goes into what you guys do in the preparation. And a lot of people don't see what goes in through the course of a week. Like, I mean, you're, you're just coming back, you're, you're coming back from work. And so it's like, you guys are getting up early every day. And, and I think as these teams are starting to put a little bit more light on the pit crews now. And I think you were telling me a little bit about like, uh, you know, with Joe Gibbs, like they're definitely trying to do some more stuff to really show the inside world of like uh, somebody that, that works on these cars week to week and how y'all's week is. Um, I mean, just a, a typical week for you. Like, how is that laid out? Like starting from like Monday going up into the weekend? Yeah. So it, it's definitely, 
even though it can be look like sometimes a part-time schedule, it's definitely a full-time job for us. Uh, you know, we'll, you know, obviously race on Sunday, even Saturdays, you know, for our pit crews, we'll pit Xfinity. And so really Saturday all the way through Wednesday and Thursdays, depending on the work week, it's, you know, Monday film review workouts, Tuesday, Wednesday, pit practices, workouts, film review. Um, it, it just, when everything's going good, the weeks seem really short, <laughs> you know, and you're pitting good and you're clicking all stops and everything, you know, you may tailor off a little bit here during practice. And then when you have just an okay week, you can do this. It's, you know, that we can turn to a long week if you're really working on things. And, um, but typically it's two to three days of pit practice a week with workouts and film review and just, you know, you get to a certain point, you're physically going to max out a pit stop as far as time goes. It's just the best teams, stay that you know for 30 35 weeks throughout the year and you know you're gonna have peaks and valleys as pickers you know I've been this is my 10th year doing there's guys on my team and all up and down here I'm doing way longer than that and they can all tell you like it'd be great for everything to go you know all peachy all year but that's just not how it works and it's just to minimize those valleys you know so really when you're hitting on a peak try and keep it as long as you can because it's going to eventually you know you're going to hit a, hit a wall and make a mistake and do this it's just how quick does better teams rebound quicker? Yeah, you're expected to be yeah. to be Superman. Yeah, it's you know, like I said earlier, with how hard it is passing on the racetrack. Like every team really tries to maximize tenths of seconds on pit road, not seconds, tenths of seconds That's to help your driver out. And it's you know, it make it makes it part of our job fun though. You know, just how competitive it is, and you know, it's can be very very rewarding or very very uh, humbling. So. Dude, I was super pumped for you guys when um, you got that last pit stop, Hunter, like you said earlier. And I know that, that that's your former team, right? So that had to be satisfying to get that win. I don't want to I don't want to badmouth anybody, but at least that last pit stop, I feel like um, gave you that redemption chance. And it had to be kind of extra sweet for you, at least a little bit. Yeah, no, those all those guys, you know, you work in NASCAR long enough. You're going to know just about everyone up and down pit road. And you're going to, you know, eventually – work with just about all those guys up and down pit road in some form or fashion. And no, they were having a good day on pit road. They were in one of those rhythms and they were just clicking stop after stop. And, you know, like we said earlier, second class stop made that one little mistake. And that's all it takes to separate from coming in first out first to going in first and coming out third. You know, it's just, I mean, one little mistake, a hitch and a pit stop. And that's all it takes. Uh, so no, it definitely last pit stop to kind of get your, your gusto back in you know, i guess if you will you know kind of be able to walk around not hanging your head too much because it was gonna be a long plane ride home <laughs> that second last stop for me personally <laughs> yeah. you know everyone on my team did their job i made my mistake and it would have been a long plane ride home but got the last one sometimes you just gotta do your best you can with second chances there or seventh chance you know their thing we did seven eight pit stops that day so yeah it was, uh, it was a good end of the day for sure if you screw up, we pretty much know you're going to come through, though, in the end. Because, like, you're not one to screw up a lot. You know what I mean? So, that's that, that's something we've learned. And that's not just on pit road. That's in life. Like, you're, you're a reliable guy. You know what I mean? Like, you take it's, care of shit. <laughs> uh, it's always been – it's a thing for Pickard. And this is all Pickard guys all up and down pit road. You know, uh, it's – you got to have that short memory. You know, you, you do a bad pit stop and race. Man, you got to do whatever you got to do. Go throw a fit punch something you know do a couple of paces or whatever like do what you got to do because you never know when that next one's going to happen again for us it was that you know 15 laps later whatever there we were you know you can't be thinking about what you did on that last one it's like all right do my job on this one so yeah we all i think that that's uh we can all get into those kind of rhythms for sure 
<laughs> sometimes. Um, I'm trying to think of another question I wanted to ask you. I had one for sure. Uh, it's about like future life, Hunter. For a guy that's like you, what does a career um, look like after this? Like we all can't be Tom Brady and play play sports forever and be in your position. What do you think? Like any kind of mentors you watch them go into after? You know, I'm sure you had somebody when you were young that um, has kind of led a path that you would like to lead. What does that look like? Oh God, man! Yes, a million dollar question. Um, <laughs> and you know, and the answer can be I don't know. That's I mean that's perfectly honest. Yeah, no, I mean yeah, it's it's I don't know. And there's some things you know you want to always want to do after racing, whether it's move on to another job, whether it's you know bleed this out as long as you can, or it's still working for the race team in some other form or fashion, which is something I've always wanted to do. You know, even though you're not contributing on a picture side, I contribute working in the shop or in some form of that nature. So that's always been an interest of mine. Or completely taking another career outside of this, you know, there's always that option and, or, you know, I can marry my retirement option, which I did, you know, I'm, old. <laughs> I'm kidding. She can probably hear me in the kitchen right now. Uh, I'm waiting for her to come I'm in. Old, no, I'm, gonna go ahead and say, <laughs> I'm very proud of my wife. She got finished her, um, she got her doctorate. Let's see if I get this right. It was a dual degree, got her FMP and DNP in nursing, her doctor and her doctor, nurse practitioner, family nurse practitioner. Um, so very proud of her. I'm gonna brag on her a little bit about that, but no, man, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a three-part answer. It's, I don't know. I kind of know what I want to do. And there's things that I want to do, but I'm not sure how to get there yet. You know, so. You gotta, um, you gotta be in the moment. It's it's the best I got for you right now. Hopefully here in a couple months, I can have a little (laughs) better answer for you next when you have me on the show for the fourth time. So we'll see though. No, Drew's got you thinking about retirement now. Like it's like stuff in your head. You can't do that, Drew. Dude, I honestly, I mean, I'm honestly sitting, I'm also sitting here thinking like how I don't know how long the average career of a of a front tire guy is. Like I don't know. Like yeah, there's well the guy has been changing rears and you know Michael Hicks he's been doing it at the top level for I don't know who might tell me I'm wrong on this 13 14 years now. And there's guys on pit road that've been doing it getting up to 15 years and you know it's. Uh, if you're good at your job, they're going to keep you around, you know, and that's kind of the, the goal that a lot of picker guys have is, you know, we're going to do it until the wheels fall off or in most cases, this, you know, I mean, Thank why God. not? You know, it's fun. You travel, you work with a good group of guys and, you know, it's just, it's a competitive atmosphere that we've all, most of us have grown up and continue to do, you know? And so it's, I enjoy it. And I know everyone else that does it. You're not, trust me, we're not out there, slinging tires jumping in front of cars and doing this because it's a job you know we all enjoy doing it like yeah yeah you love that stuff um with uh with with all the drivers that you've that you've worked with now and now you're going over to gibbs um who do you think that like you were probably closest to the most like out of like blaney brad joey and now martin Uh, (laughs) you know it's um I've had a very limited working at Joe Gibbs right now. It's kind of funny, like never really have because of COVID and because of the way they kind of keep everyone separated right now. Never really had a face-to-face with Martin yet still jump in front of the car many times. And I've, you know, <laughs> put a lot of trust in him that he's going to stop. And he does a great job at it. Um, you know, had a pitted for Brad his last year for a lot of years and we had a pretty good uh, as a team and a whole not just myself you know good relationship with brad he always took time to get to know his guys and like i said still very early with martin but uh you know i'm sure that relationship will continue to grow and um so it it varies you know from race team to race team and you know we get to know the drivers as best you can and but they have 
just like us, you know, we have our work schedule during the week and they got theirs with, you know, sponsors and obligations and, you know, talking to the media and whatnot. Right. So as best as you can, you know, I think it's, it just kind of goes apart. They're just, you know, another one of the guys on the team, you know, and they're holding the wheel, like we're that. changing the wheels. So it is what it is, you know. It says, it says a lot about like how good, like, and how much of a rhythm a team effort really goes into because like usually like you want to really communicate heavily with like all the working parts so it's like for that to kind of like work and, and for those things to flow that way I think it's really cool and it just says a lot about the execution of like how you know these different teams are able to put these things together so for people that work on this this car it's like you would think that that driver needs to know these guys and like know how these things work and it's like it's just it's mind-blowing but I definitely think with Martin with you working with him I know he's a big fishing guy so yep. like I know I know we we're us being from Louisiana we like to fish you know there might be mm -hmm. not a whole lot of salt water going down around those areas he might be more of a lake guy you know I'm more <laughs> of a more of a salt water guy myself but um but I think that that would be fun stuff but y'all uh, did y'all get to did you get to party it up at all when y'all won you know not it was kind of the weirdest part of a uh, winning situation I've ever been a part of because uh, we won the race and we all kind of, you know, high five there and tip box and stuff. And it's like, well, there's, we can't go to victory lane, you know, we can't do this because the restrictions they have. It's just like, all right, you know, packed up everything in the pit box, you know, waited for everything to uh, get packed up and loaded, helped everyone push stuff, you know, because our cars have to go through tech and took a picture of the trophy team, took a picture together and that was it. You know, it, it was so it was odd. Trash. Like yeah, that sucks. Yeah, weird. I'll say it. Trash. My last previous win before this race was with the 22 crew at Phoenix last year. It's exactly right. your part. And that was the last race before COVID hit. And it was the last big victory lane celebration. So it's like you go from, you know, a normal victory lane celebration, you're spraying confetti, whatever, guys in victory lane to. I was like, man, this just so all these teams last year, like it was. Yes, you want to race, hard work pays off all the stuff. And it's like, okay, pack up everything, go home. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a typical celebration. So it's and I could see it last year, like when teams are winning and it's like, oh, there they are on pit road packing their stuff up. They're not in victory lane, you know, doing the hat dance or anything of that nature. So it's it'll be nice when teams are allowed to go to victory lanes again because you know, people put in a lot of hard work to to win a race. And you know, you want to be able to, yes, it's still rewarding you want to race your show you did what you were supposed to do that day but at the same time it's going to be nice when we're able to go back to breaker lane and you know spray whatever drink you you know you sponsored by whatever all over the place and you know get the high five teammates drivers sponsors are there and stuff so it, it'll be nice when things start going back to normal hopefully soon and we'll come in hot with some drip drop if we're whenever that happens and I'm just, yep. just dump just it everywhere all over, man. you know yeah. we're dehydrated after the race Exactly. You're going to need it. And then, and then I'm sure Dale will come in. He'll, he'll be biting his beer cans and just doing his thing. We'll have some fun, but uh, Hunter, it's always a pleasure having you on, man. And uh, we're excited for you at Gibbs and we're looking forward to seeing how the rest of the year shakes out. You're, you guys are in the playoffs. You're a, you're a playoff, you're a playoff pick. Remember you're, play, you're on the playoff team Two Gibbs, two Hendrick guys. And then Michael McDowell with front row. Yep. So we got so far. So, oh, Mike Mack. All right, man. Well, look, we will, uh, we're going to let you get back to the day. Thanks so much for joining the show, and, uh, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah, man, no problem. I always appreciate y'all having me on and letting my ugly mug come on here and talk to you guys.
I know you got you got the Marshall Mathers thing yeah. going on right now. You kind of like Eminem, low key. Like you know what oh, I mean? Oh God! I think yeah. <laughs> tell, tell the wife that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I probably got more gray hairs than him though. From you know, but we're all ready. We'll keep watching. we'll keep it going with the mask police. You know, I can grow the beard a little longer than normal, so there you we'll go. keep letting it rip. We're an ugly bunch, Hunter. So you just upgraded it. You upgraded us. <laughs> it us. It us. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, we're out, guys. We'll see y'all. Appreciate it.